Welcome to the Connect Your Health to Life coaching podcast. I'm your host, Seth Lusk. I'm a master certified self-image coach and empowered health coach with a decade-long background working in the health and wellness industry. If you're anything like me or the clients that I work with, then you're probably struggling with body image, self-image, or confidence issues. You're probably also trying to figure out why it is that you have these amazing desires for living your healthiest and most fulfilling life, but you can't seem to create consistent actions in your life to reflect those desires. So join me as we dive in deep on what it means to live a fulfilled and authentic life. We're going to look from the perspective of an empowered mindset and uncover reasons why you might be what's holding yourself back from living your most fulfilling life. I'm going to break through some of the biggest illusions and myths that we've all been taught to believe along the way. And I'm so excited to have you with me on this journey. So my only question for you is, are you ready to start living your most authentic and fulfilling life once and for all? Then let's get started, shall we? Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. For those of you listening in for the first time, welcome, welcome. I will say it again this week, you picked an interesting topic to join in on us with for the first time. Uh, For those of you listening in since the beginning, this makes your 35th time listening in. Yes, that's right. Today is episode number 35. Super excited about that. And today, my friends, we're talking all about the difference between blame versus responsibility. But before I talk about that, um, I just wanted to clear up one sort of uh, housekeeping topic here. So next week, I, or actually this weekend, I leave for vacation for a week. Um, I've pre-recorded a, an analogy that I've turned into a podcast episode that I will be releasing next week on Thursday for the podcast. So don't fear, there will still be a podcast coming out next week, um, even though I'm on vacation that I pre-recorded. But um, you may notice if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook that I'm not going to be so active um, on these two platforms next week. I've got um, a team working with me for my social media stuff, and I've instructed them to create a a posting plan that's simple for me. In other words, all I'm going to have to do is hop on and upload a post um, and I don't have to interact with it. I don't have to do anything with it. Um, And so you might notice next week that my posts are not going to be as interactive. I won't be doing as many videos. Um, So yes, next week I will be on vacation. So looking forward to that. And I am excited to also release the podcast episode that I have coming out for you all. I've shown this um, analogy recording to a few of my friends, and they're very excited about it. It was very helpful for them to understand a concept that I've been trying to get across for a very long time. And I think this analogy, this extended analogy, um, is going to help you all to understand this, this concept better as well. So that is what I will be releasing next week for the podcast episode. Um, So check it out next week. Tune in. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be very, I think it's going to be a very helpful tool for a lot of you that are out there listening to this podcast. Talking all about um, the difference between the, the rush to hurry up and get results versus being able to be in our journey and enjoy that process and to not... Uh, also, for those of you out there suffering with with or struggling with your people pleasing nature and constantly putting yourself last so that you can constantly try and serve and help other people at the expense of yourself. This episode next week is going to talk all about that and put it into a very clear picture for you to understand what exactly is going on there um, and what it is that we're wanting to do to to serve ourselves in that area. So that getting out of the way. Now on to today's topic, blame versus responsibility. Guys, I'm going to leave this episode a little bit more simplistic than I normally do, and that's intentional. I want there to be a lot of questions about this because this is something that so many people are struggling with, and I mean 100% of people on this planet are struggling with this difference between blame and responsibility, what it looks like, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, why it doesn't serve us, um, how we're mislabeling responsibility um, 
as what well we're mislabeling blame as responsibility and why this is is causing so many people to fear the idea of taking responsibility and that's what I want to talk about today um so let's dive in i want to start off by looking at blame first okay so when it comes to blame blame happens in two different territories and where I see people struggling with this, well, it's blame of other people, but then another area when we're talking about responsibility, responsibility is all about the self, empowering the self to take action, to create a different future. And where I see people being afraid to take responsibility is because what they're actually doing is blaming themselves. So there are two areas in which we can use blame. We can either try to blame other people or we can take the blame on ourselves. And what I want to say is that if you're wondering whether or not you're blaming or taking responsibility when it comes to yourself is you will, it's going to be in how, how you feel afterwards. Do you feel empowered or disempowered? Blame is all about creating dis empowerment, whether it's blaming other people or blaming ourselves. So that's what I want to look at first here is what exactly is blame? Why does it disempower us? And why is it that we do it exactly? So this blame is okay. So blame is basically all about finding fault for past events and trying to release that fault from either a person or people a party or parties within a circumstance and to place all of the fault on one person or one party within the circumstance. Um, and what I mean by this is, you know, like you sure we can talk about blame when we're blaming individual people, but what I see happening a lot is also we blame things in politics. Like it's all because of the Democrats. It's all because of the Republicans, you know, that that's placing blame too. Um, or it's all because of Muslims. It's all because of white people. It's all because of black people. It's all because of this country. You know, this is all blaming. We're taking, we're taking a circumstance and we're assigning the fault of that circumstance to one party or person and then disempowering the entire, everyone else involved in the circumstance and the person that's supposedly receiving the blame from being able to do anything productive in the future. So what I want us to look at first is when we blame, what do we actually do with blame? What solutions does blame actually create? And I think when we pay attention here, it becomes clear why it is that blame is disempowering and unproductive. Because the answer is that there's nothing we can do with blame. Nothing we can do with blame other than feel guilt or shame with it. And it doesn't create any solutions. And I know a lot of people will think, oh yeah, of course it'll create solutions. Because if we blame, if we find the fault, if we find the source of the blame, then they have to take action and that will fix everything. And what I want to say is, this doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I know we believe that it will. But when we are doing this, okay, so we're looking at this from, right now we're looking at the, the, the side of blame, which is blaming other people or blaming a group of people or blaming something outside of us. So we're not looking at self-blame yet. We're looking at blaming things outside of us, whether that be another person, another group of people, or the weather, or animals, or um, you know, a virus, whatever it is that we might choose to place blame on outside of ourselves. When we do that, the truth about blame is that it cannot create a solution because it takes all of our power away from us. We have no power in that situation when we place blame. So when we place blame, we completely disempower ourselves, but we also completely disempower things around us. And I know that might sound confusing. So I'm going to put this into... I'm going to tell you a story from when I was a kid to maybe help create some clarity around this. So when I was a kid, I I had two younger brothers and an older sister, and we did a lot of car trips together because our family wasn't, um, we didn't have enough money to be able to afford for the whole family to fly places. So when we wanted to go places, it was by car. 
which meant sometimes we were in the car together for like 13, 14 hours at a time in a van, four kids, two adults. (laughs) And as you can imagine, some stuff came up. (laughs) And by stuff coming up, I mean... All of our little beliefs and idiosyncrasies and thoughts about things would come to the surface as we were in this confined space with each other and confronted with our beliefs, thoughts, and feelings about things. And so one of the things was that, okay, so one of my younger brothers had a habit and he would do this thing with his fingers. And to this day, I don't know whether it was a nervous habit. I think he actually still does it. And to be honest, the reason why, completely irrelevant. But I did not like the noise that it made. It would make this rubbing noise. And I chose to not like this noise. Now, when I was a kid, I did not see this as it being a choice that I was making. Because I was taught and lived from the model of when I, when, you know... If my parents were upset, it was because of something that we did as kids. If my sister was upset with me, it was because of something I did to her. If my brothers were upset with me, it was because of something that I did to them. So, of course, if I was upset, it was because of something someone was doing to me. So I had no emotional responsibility as a kid. It was all about blame. That was the model that I knew. Blame, 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 blame. And so in this situation, when we're in the van and my brother is doing this thing with his fingers and I did not like it. And so I would get so frustrated and so angry and I would tell him to stop it. And of course he wouldn't stop it because actually I think 99% of the time he didn't even realize he was doing it because it was such a habit. And I would get so worked up and so angry and I would be miserable I was so miserable, and I saw my brother as being the source of misery. And a lot of you might be like, well, of course, because he was doing the thing. like, And that thing annoyed you, so of course your brother's at fault for you being annoyed. And it's so easy to fall into this trap because it really feels like that in the moment. And and I, this is why I say, like, when, I, when I'm talking to you all about this, I don't want you to think that I can't understand wanting to assign blame. Because I understand it. In the moment, it really felt like my brother was the source of my annoyance. But here's the thing. Nobody else in the car felt bothered by doing this thing with his fingers. It was only me. And the reason why was because nobody else in the car had a thought about my brother rubbing his fingers together and making this noise. Nobody else had a thought about it. Only I did. And so I saw my brother as being the source of my annoyance. I saw my brother as being to blame for how I felt. And that completely disempowered me because that meant that in order for me to feel better, my brother had to change his behavior. And that therefore, I could not feel better until my brother changed his behavior. But you see, the thing is, if my brother was to blame for my annoyance, then my brother was also to blame for all of my other siblings and my parents not being annoyed. That doesn't make any sense. So therefore, my brother was not the one to blame. Because the truth was, the reason why I felt annoyed was because of what I was thinking about him rubbing his fingers together. The reason they were not annoyed was because of what they were not thinking about him rubbing his fingers together. They had no thoughts about it. Or if they did have a thought about it, it wasn't a thought that bothered them. Oh, rubbing his fingers together again. Okay. It wasn't, for me, the thoughts that I had were he shouldn't be doing that. I can't stand that noise. That noise is so annoying. I'm going to have to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this, but I have to listen to it as long as he keeps doing it. And I'm going to feel annoyed. The long- And the more I would think these thoughts, the more annoyed I got with the noise and the more focused on it I got and the more annoyed I became with my brother. And the more I wanted to, I would end up lashing out. I would like hit him or scream at him or tell my mom to make him stop. Like I would respond in these ways where I was so disempowered, where the only way that I could feel better was if someone outside of me did something to change that behavior. I had no power in that situation. This is what blame does. This is what blame does. But see, here's the thing. Let's now look at self-blame. Because here's what would happen, is that sometimes I would get so annoyed and I didn't want to hit him because I knew if I hit him, I would get in trouble. I didn't want to get in trouble. 
So I would say, Mom, Dad, my brother is doing that thing again. I don't want to say his name right now for privacy's sake. So then it was up to my parents to tell my brother to stop doing the thing in order to for me to feel better. Well, here's the thing. My parents did not want to have to watch and listen for my brother doing this thing all of the time and have to keep telling him to stop. For obvious reasons. As a kid, of course, I thought that was completely reasonable that my parents should want to spend these 13 hours in the car trying to control my brother rubbing his fingers together. That sounded completely reasonable to me at the age of 10 or 11 years old. In hindsight, I now recognize, of course, my parents didn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that if I had kids to sit there and be like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing I understand now. But anyways, so what would inevitably end up happening is that my parents, of course, because they also lived at the time from the model of blame, because this is what they were taught, would be like, it's your fault, Seth. You're crazy. That's not bothering anyone else in the car, so there's something wrong with you if that bothers you. Okay, so then now the blame was on me. So then I had the ability in that situation to accept that blame on me, which I did because I didn't really understand the model of responsibility. I only understood the model of blame. So here's what happened when I took the blame for feeling that way. When I took the blame, what I felt was that I was crazy. There was something wrong with me. What do I do with that? Nothing. The truth is, when I put the blame on myself, I also felt disempowered to do anything. Because then, the reason is, there's something wrong with me. Well, if there's something wrong with me, well, then I'm just going to keep on repeating this action because that's who I am. There is something wrong with me. I am something wrong. And if I am something wrong, then I'm bound to behave in a wrong way over and over again. So then my goal in life becomes to just constantly resist myself because there's something wrong with me. I'm also not empowered in that situation to do anything. So this is what blame is all about. When we blame another person, what we're actually doing is we're delegating our emotional responsibility to another person. And when I say that, what I mean is... Our ability to have thoughts that create our emotions and to see those thoughts and that our thoughts are creating our emotions. I will say it, and I've said it so many times before, all emotions are self-generated. Nobody can generate an emotion in you. Nobody can make you feel an emotion. Nobody can make you feel an emotion, period. Emotions are always 100% self-generated. Now, that doesn't mean that we are to blame for our emotions, because there's a huge difference. There are some emotions I want to feel. I want to feel sad when someone close to me dies. I'm not to blame for feeling sad when someone close to me dies. I want to. I am choosing that, because I want to feel that. I am empowered in that situation to choose to feel sad. Versus, I am to blame for feeling sad, as if, oh, well, of course you're going to feel sad because you're a sad person. You're a weak person. You know, like, we do this to people sometimes. Like, we'll, we, we will label ourselves or other people for feeling sad in a situation, and it leaves us completely disempowered. So, this is what blame is all about. When we blame someone else or we blame ourselves, it's all about disempowerment. And that's how you will know whether or not you're blaming versus taking responsibility. Now, I know for a lot of people, when it comes to circumstances in families or with friends, we want to be able to blame because we feel like somehow blame gives us power. That somehow when we can blame someone else, we're somehow cleansing ourselves of fault And therefore, we don't have to do anything. And that sounds like something we want, but that's not the truth. First of all, in a circumstance, in a circumstance, there is no one single source of fault, okay? Everyone is acting on their own free will, and everyone is Choosing to have thoughts about how everyone is acting on their free will and therefore choosing their feelings about how everyone is acting on their free will and then choosing responses to that. 
So in any circumstance, there is never one single person or party to blame. That's not the truth of a circumstance. And blame seeks to make that the truth. It seeks to close off the ability to see the truth in the entire circumstance, to see the complexity in the entire circumstance, and then therefore to be able to learn and grow and become responsible to that circumstance, able to respond. That's what responsibility is all about. Being response-able. And I know it's spelled with an I, responsibility. But if you take the words and separate them apart, it's the ability to respond. That's the difference between responsibility and blame. Responsibility is how can I respond with what I know, looking at the whole circumstance with openness and no judgment and labeling. Blame is all about closing that off. It's, it's looking to make something or someone or a group in that, in that circumstance wrong or bad and another group right or good and end of story. And then in order for any growth to happen, the wrong or the bad group has to change. They just have to change. And if they don't change, the good and the right group will just always have to suffer. But the reality of the circumstance is, no, (laughs) we all have our own emotional responsibility. We all have our own emotional responsibility. And when we start to blame, what we're doing is handing over our responsibility and delegating it to another person, how we feel and how we will choose to respond and act. We are giving it to another person. And what's crazy is that usually we're giving it to a person that we don't trust with that. (laughs) You know, in this circumstance, in this situation, that the story that I was telling you about me and my brother, I didn't trust my brother with my emotions. I thought he was annoying. Why in the world would I then give my brother the opportunity to be in charge of my emotions if I think he's annoying? And because he's annoying, therefore I'm going to feel annoyed. Why would I do that? Because I live from the model that obviously blame would fix it. And I and here's the other side of blame that I want to explore. And I haven't heard a coach approach this yet. So this is, I want you to to note, this might be a little bit revolutionary. Maybe some other coaches out there have explored this and talked about this. And if so, I would love to hear about it because I would love to hear their work too. But if not, I'm okay with the fact that this is a revolutionary thought. I think blame is another way for us to seek control of things that we cannot control. Because here's the typical intention behind blaming another person. When we blame another person, you made me sad, you made me angry. You made me feel bad. When we do that, what we are actually attempting to do is to, we're hoping that the other person feels enough guilt and shame to want to act differently. And we're hoping that they will then take on the responsibility of our emotional experience and therefore do whatever it is that we want them to do so that we can feel better. But that's not how it actually works. And even if, even if they do try and do it, we still won't feel happy. And they won't feel happy because their whole entire life then becomes about trying to control your emotions. <laughs> and your entire life becomes about trying to control their emotions and making them feel bad about the way that they're behaving so that they can then control your emotions. Do you see how this doesn't work? Because the only place that we actually have control is within our own thoughts, our own beliefs, and therefore our own actions. And so when we, when we assign blame to other people, one of the reasons why we're doing it is because we think, we believe in the background that it's going to give us an element of control over the other person's actions, thoughts, and beliefs about us. If a person thinks that they are responsible for our happiness, then they, then they will act in a way to try and constantly make us feel happy. If they accept that about themselves. But the truth is they can't make us feel happy. They can't. Only we can. By choosing thoughts that create happiness within us. And this is so obvious because I don't know. Okay, so when I was a kid, I don't know how many different times 
people in my family would do things for other people that they thought would make the other person happy. And then the other person ended up being pissed. I can't believe you would do this and you didn't consider this and think that this would make me feel this and that I would think this and... It just became such a drama of everyone trying to know every thought, every belief that everyone else had and and try and predict how if I do this, then these thoughts are going to be triggered in them and then they're going to choose to feel this and then I'm going to be, you know, responsible for that. So I need to make sure that I don't do this so that they can think this and then feel that it, it became so dramatic and impossible. We literally set standards for each other that were impossible for the other person to reach. And we were all in victimhood of each other. We were all dependent on each other of needing to act on this perfect list of behaviors and conditions in order for us to feel happy. But the truth was that even if they met those lists, that list in their own way, it would still never make us happy because it wouldn't align with our own expectation, which wasn't being fully communicated. And it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. It's not how humans work. And it completely disempowers ourselves, or in, in my family, we, dis, we completely disempowered ourselves to be able to feel the feelings that we wanted to feel because our feelings were dependent on what everyone around us was doing. And this is what gives us our power as humans, our responsibility as humans, as being able to know that our thoughts, our beliefs create our feelings. And therefore, if I don't like the way I'm feeling, I have the responsibility, the ability to respond, to create new thoughts and beliefs so I feel the way that I want to feel. Instead of seeing that something outside of me is making me feel what I am feeling. This is what, it's, this is what the difference between blame and responsibility is all about. And why I I notice that most people, when I talk about taking emotional responsibility, they get scared or they get offended because they think what I'm asking them to do is to take blame. Because here's here's the other side to this. In a situation, okay, so say if in this situation with my brother, if I were to choose an action of... Saying out loud to him, you're disgusting, you should stop doing that, nobody is going to love you or like you in life until you stop doing that, and I think you're, okay, and I think you're disgusting. That could have been the response that I chose. All right, now, I say those things. Say my brother laughs about it, and he's like, Haha, that's not true. That's a response he could choose. What if he also chose the response of believing what I said? And then he started crying. And then blame starts getting thrown around. And I accept the blame of my of, of this whole entire situation. Then you know what ends up happening is we think by accepting the blame that somehow we've been noble. But really what I've done is I've disempowered my brother. I have taken away my brother's ability to choose a response... By saying he has to believe everything that comes out of my mouth because what comes out of my mouth is the truth and therefore he has to believe it. And so if I say it and I say something mean to him, he has to believe something mean about himself and then therefore feel bad about himself. But that's not the truth in that situation. So in the situation, me accepting blame would be like, I am at fault here. This whole entire circumstance is my fault. I shouldn't have done this, this, and this. It's all my fault because I'm bad and I'm mean. What comes out of that? Absolutely nothing. Now, if I take responsibility in this situation, what I would see is, okay, my brother did this thing. I had thoughts about what my brother did. I didn't like those thoughts about what my brother was doing, and therefore I did not, I I didn't want to feel that. I chose to not take responsibility for my thoughts and therefore my feelings, and I made my brother be at fault for it. And so therefore, I attacked my brother. Because I was in emotional childhood, not emotional adulthood. I attacked my brother, and then my brother chose to take my attack and make it mean something mean about him, and so therefore he cried. Now, this doesn't mean that I can't have sympathy for my brother and empathy and compassion for the fact that he chose to take what I said and make it mean something mean about him. I can have compassion for that, but I'm not to blame for that. I am not responsible for that. Now, I can say I'm sorry, 
I don't want to say that again. And I, I won't say stuff like this again to you. I don't want to say stuff like this to you. I don't want to blame you for how I feel. I don't think that you're this, this, and this. When I said that, I was reacting to emotions in me that were my responsibility that I was not taking responsibility for. And I don't believe these things about you. And you don't have to either. And I'm sorry for saying them. That's different than me taking blame for it. Because if I take blame for it, I'm guilty. I'm in shame. And from then on, I am emotionally responsible for how my brother feels. And I have to constantly wonder, what is he thinking? What is he believing? And I have to constantly manage what I'm doing based on what I think my brother might perceive about what it is that I say. That's not responsibility. That's blame. And it disempowers me. Because the truth is, no matter what I do in the end, my brother has the choice about how he thinks and feels about that. And if I make my, myself responsible for what my brother thinks and feels then I will drive myself crazy trying to make him feel what I want to make him feel, which I cannot do. If I want to make him feel happy and I do all of the things that I think are right to make him happy and he still chooses to not feel happy, I'm completely disempowered. What do I do in that situation? The truth is there's nothing I can do. All I can do is do the things that I know to do that I think are right and hope that my brother chooses to feel happy. And want my brother to choose to feel happy. But guess what? I recognize in that situation, he has to choose it. He has emotional responsibility there. I only have emotional responsibility about how I feel. So if my brother isn't happy, I get to choose whether or not I feel guilt and shame. And I don't choose to. I can feel compassion for him. I can feel empathy for him. But I don't have to feel guilt and shame about the fact that he doesn't feel happy yet. Because I'm not responsible for his emotions. I want to feel compassion. I want to feel empathy because if he chooses to not feel happy, if he chooses to feel bad things about himself, I don't want him to do that. And I know what that feels like. And I don't like that feeling. So I can have empathy and compassion for him, but I'm not going to take responsibility for me being responsible for him feeling better. Do I want him to feel better? Absolutely. Do I feel empathy, compassion that he doesn't feel better? Absolutely. But I'm not going to take the blame which means that I take responsibility for something that is not my responsibility. That is what blame is all about. Assigning responsibility to something that actually doesn't have the responsibility. So what is responsibility? Responsibility is, as I said, it's about empowerment, the ability to respond, looking at a situation, seeing our part in it, and seeing what we can learn and what we can do differently if we want to. That's responsibility. So in this situation with my brother, I can look back as a kid at how I used to respond to my brother with this, this finger thing. I could choose to blame myself for it and for all the times that I screamed at him, and I could feel guilty about that and feel like a monster and feel like a bad person and feel like I have to constantly absolve myself of that guilt and shame by constantly apologizing to my brother and trying to make him feel better about all those things I did when I was a kid. I could do that. I could accept the blame there. Or I can choose responsibility, which is I now see I was giving my emotional responsibility to my brother. I can now see that as an adult. And I can now see my brother is not responsible for my emotions. And if I want to feel better, if I want to feel love for my brother and I want to feel good about myself, then I get to choose that. And it has nothing to do with whether or not my brother chooses to do his nervous habit with his fingers or not. If I'm, if I'm bothered by that, it is because of a thought that I am choosing to think. And I am welcome to think that thought all I want. But that is my responsibility. And the truth is, I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to think those things. And so what I can do now in that situation is when I, and I do this to this day, because I'm going to, I'm going to tell you another story that started when I was a kid that still goes into my adulthood and my brothers struggle with it. I also struggle with it. It's this, and there's a label for it called dysphonia. And I don't accept the label. <laughs> I don't have dysphonia, um, which is basically that certain noises um, that human, other humans can make, we can make it this irritating thing to us. 
And so how that presented itself for me and for my brothers is a lot of it had to do with mouth noises. So chewing. And what that meant was that when I would sit down and eat, if I heard certain noises coming from other people's mouths at the table, I would go rigid. And I would clench my fists and I could feel my jaw tightening up and my back tightening up. And I just wanted to be like, stop making that noise. Like that noise was making me crazy. And in that situation, I blamed the noise or I blamed the person for being disgusting with how they ate. (laughs) And in that situation, guess what? I become completely disempowered. There's nothing I can do. I either have to go in a room and eat by myself Or I have to make the other person stop making noises with their mouth in order for me to feel better. I can't sit down and have a meal with other people without feeling annoyed unless other people do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. (laughs) And I, I become disempowered in that situation. And for the longest time, I, I lived with that blame that there's something wrong with me. That there's something wrong with me that I have this dysphonia and that therefore I will always be annoyed with people when they chew too loudly and that therefore I have to turn on music and make it loud or I'm going to be annoyed or I have to tell people stop chewing loudly or I have to make foods that don't make noises in people's mouths when they eat them around me. All of these things to try and manipulate people's behaviors around me or manipulate the environment around me so that I can feel better. And I'm not going to say that to this day, sometimes I don't notice it creep in. You know, I I have a husband and we have dinner together. And sometimes when we sit down and we're having dinner, I notice this feeling come up. And I will, I, I, I notice in that moment that I want to slip into blame. I want to start blaming him for how he's chewing. You don't have to eat that that way. Maybe if you put less food in your mouth, maybe if you put more food in your mouth, maybe if you slowed down, I could do that. I could do that. I could start blaming my husband for how I felt. But what I've started doing is deciding to take emotional responsibility there. And so what that looks like is I don't blame myself. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel like there's something wrong with me. I don't label myself as, oh, well, I just have dysphonia. It's the dysphonia's fault. I empower myself in this situation. And I look at my feeling. And I'm like, right now, I feel nervous. I feel tense. I feel crazy. I feel stressed. I feel annoyed. And I am feeling these things because I'm choosing to have certain thoughts. I wonder what those thoughts are. What am I thinking right now about my husband eating that's creating these feelings? And when I start to do this, do you know what I do? I slip into curiosity. I slip into fascination, which feels completely different than annoyed, disempowered, disgusted, and tense, and stressed. And instead of me judging how my husband is chewing, judging myself for having dysphonia. Instead, I sit there and I become fascinated with the thoughts that pop up in my head. And I'll notice a thought and be like, ooh, that's cool. I'm thinking that. I'm actually thinking this thought right here. And like maybe the thought of he shouldn't be chewing like that. Well, why shouldn't he be chewing like that? The truth is people chew in a lot of different ways. Why is it that I believe that he should not chew in that way? Because it makes noises? Okay, well, not everyone thinks that noises while eating is a problem. So that's a choice that I'm making that I think that these noises while eating is a problem. That is a thought that I'm having, a choice that I'm making to have this belief that he shouldn't be making noises while he eats. And that's why I feel annoyed. And so I can look at that and be like, huh, I created this belief that people shouldn't make noises while eating. And you know what I notice when I start thinking this? is that I also believe I shouldn't be making noises when I'm eating. And so therefore, when I eat, I constantly catch myself trying to chew very tensely and quietly and slowly. And I'm afraid to eat certain foods around certain people because I'm afraid of the noises that it makes. When I start to notice the belief that's there and the thought that's there, I can almost see some humor in it and be like, I am making myself so tense, so miserable, so annoyed right now because of this thought and belief that I don't have to have. And I can see why I chose it, and that's okay. But I don't have to believe this thought anymore. I don't have to believe that belief anymore. That can still be over there. And I've started making myself chew loudly. I've started making myself eat comfortably and hearing the noises that I make and being like, that's the way I chew. 
That's the noises that my mouth makes when I chew. Huh. That's the noises my husband's mouth makes when he chews. Huh. That's interesting. Our mouths make different noises when we chew. We both have teeth, we're both eating the same food, but our mouths make completely different noises. I wonder what his, you know, like I can I can slip into curiosity, fascination, and interest versus annoyance. So see, what this means is that my husband is not to blame for me being annoyed because if I change my thinking, or not change my thinking, but I just look at a different set of thoughts, my emotions completely change, which means I'm the one that has all the power there, not my husband. My husband is not in control of me feeling annoyed. I am because I just changed it by becoming curious about it. So this is what I want you all to notice. The difference between blame and responsibility will be in how it feels. Do you feel curious and empowered and like you're learning and growing from this experience to take new actions to create a different future? Or do you feel guilt, shame, and disempowered and like, there's no point, there's nothing I can do, I'm just broken or I'm just lazy, I'm just stupid, I'm, I have to resist myself, I'm bound to keep repeating this because this is wrong with me or this is wrong with them. In either situation, you are not empowered to take responsibility of your emotions and do something different with them. If there's something wrong with you, you're just going to keep doing it. You're still not in control of your emotions and your actions because there's something wrong with you. You're again disempowered. That's blame. The thing that's wrong with you is to blame. So this is what I want you to notice is the difference between blame and responsibility. When we blame other people, We're disempowering ourselves and the other person, believe it or not, because we're taking away their emotional responsibility as well when we blame them. We're also taking away our emotional responsibility. Blame is about fault and disempowerment. Blame is about control of others and things outside of us. When I blame myself, what I'm doing is identifying with a label and then making that label bad. And that label is to blame. And I am that label. I'm making something that is outside of my control, something that I just am, as being what's wrong and there's nothing I can do about it. That's what blame is about. Responsibility is the exact opposite. Responsibility is about opening up to the circumstance, seeing all parts at play here, and knowing that every human being on this planet has their own emotional responsibility including you and everyone around you. You cannot control another person's emotions. You can't, no matter how hard you try. They will always be the end deciding factor. Now, they can choose to believe what you're saying and then choose to change their emotions, their thoughts, their beliefs based on what they're choosing to believe about what you're saying. But that is their choice in the end. That is their responsibility in the end to choose that. So again, you're not in control there. Their choice is what is in control. So I need you all to see that. This is where the difference between responsibility and blame comes in, is us accepting that truth. That the only things that that are within our power are, are our own thoughts, beliefs, and therefore actions. That is emotional responsibility right there. That is the model of emotional responsibility. I create my own beliefs and thoughts. And I feel things based on those beliefs and thoughts. If I want to feel something different, guess what? I choose different beliefs and thoughts. That is emotional responsibility. That is what a responsibility is all about. And in a circumstance involving other people, it's about saying, hey, look, in this situation, I did X, Y, Z. That's what I did. And I did this because I believed this. I now see that I don't have to believe that. And I'm going to choose to work on that belief and choose different thoughts in the future so I will behave differently in the future. That's my responsibility here. That's choosing responsibility in this situation. And telling the people, you can even choose to tell the people around you, I am sorry for whatever you might feel based on what I did. That's not accepting responsibility for how they feel, though. They are still responsible for how they feel, but we can say I'm sorry as a way to express compassion and empathy for the way they feel. But we do not take the blame and responsibility for how they feel. 
That Because again, this is what blame is. Blame is assigning responsibility to something that's not responsible. If I accept blame for how someone feels, I am assigning responsibility to me that is not my responsibility. I don't have the power to control another person's emotions, so how dare I accept that responsibility or try to take that responsibility from them? We see that as somehow being noble, but we're disempowering the other person when we do that. We see saying I'm sorry and taking the blame as being some noble act, but it's really not. When we do that, we disempower the other person to have their emotional responsibility. And that's our greatest power as a human. That is what gives us our ability to create change in our life and growth. So every time we try and take the blame for something and we see that as being some noble act, what you are doing is choosing to try and disempower the people around you and yourself. Because you're putting yourself in a situation where you are responsible for something that you're not responsible for. So if you choose to feel responsible for something that you're not actually responsible for, guess what? You have zero power in that situation. This is what blame does. So I want you all to start seeing that difference today. The difference between blame and responsibility is all in how it feels. Do you feel empowered to take different action? to grow, to learn from the circumstance? Or do you feel guilt and shame and disempowered? If you feel guilt, shame, and disempowered, there's blame there. There's blame taking place somewhere. Look for where it is. Where are you creating blame? Where are you accepting blame? Because here's the other part. No one can make you feel blame. No one can make you take blame. You have to choose to accept blame and take it on yourself. No one can make you do that. So if you're feeling that guilt, that shame, it is because you are choosing to take blame and put it on yourself. So where are you doing that? Where are you doing that? If someone around you is choosing to feel guilt or shame, that is because they are taking blame and putting it on them. You're not responsible for that. You are not responsible for that. You can tell them, hey, I'm not asking you to take blame here. But they can still choose to do it. That's, again, not your responsibility. So I want for us to begin to recognize that today. Recognize that distinction. Because when I talk to people about them wanting to take emotional responsibility, I always come up against this resistance to taking emotional responsibility. And there are so many people out there that get triggered and become angry and pissed off when someone someone tells them that they are emotionally responsible. And what I notice when I, when I talk to a person that, that gets triggered like this and gets pissed off and how dare you tell me that I'm responsible for this and it, usually what I do when I, when I talk to the person and get them to communicate clearly what it is that they're feeling, what it is that they're thinking, what's happened is, is that they've accepted blame somewhere there. They're, they are choosing to blame themselves for something which is not taking responsibility. So if the idea of taking responsibility feels icky to you, feels scary to you, feels like judgment, feels like guilt and shame, then I want you to take a close look at what you're actually asking yourself to do because more than likely what you're doing is you're trying to accept or take blame on yourself. Look there. Because responsibility feels empowering. Responsibility feels hopeful. Responsibility feels like I can do something here. It feels like openness. It feels like expansiveness. It feels like opportunity and hope. That's taking responsibility. When we take responsibility, we feel we feel hopeful and empowered and we feel open. We feel non-judgmental. Blame seeks to label and judge. Responsibility seeks to remove the labels and the judgment and open up the circumstance to see where we have the ability to learn and grow. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope that I've created a little bit of clarity here for you all. I also hope that I've created some questions. I want you all to reach out. Reach out, leave me your thoughts, leave me your comments, leave me your questions, whether that be on the podcast, in whatever platform you're listening in on, or whether that be reaching out via an email, um, whether that be via Facebook or Instagram, All of those things, my website, my Instagram, my Facebook group, all of those are linked in the show notes. So go there. If you go to my website, there's a link to email me. 
So you have ways to reach out and contact me. If you don't want to reach out in, in a more public space where people can see you reaching out, reach out via email. You have my email available to me. Or you can reach out on Instagram or Facebook and private message me. That's okay. But what I want is to open up this conversation. I want, I want there to be questions. If you're disagreeing with something, if you're having a hard time understanding how something works here, reach out. Tell me. I'm not here to, to judge you or call you wrong. I'm here to help you create clarity, to help you create responsibility, ability to grow and move forward here. So if you feel stuck because you feel like you're resisting something here, let's, let's explore that together. Because this, again, this is not about blame. This is about responsibility. How can we take this, this stuck feeling, this feeling like I can't accept this concept and make it into a learning and a growing opportunity for you? Reach out, ask your questions, leave your thoughts, your comments. All right, guys, responsibility versus blame. We want to release the blame, accept the responsibility. That's what this is all about. Responsibility is empowering. It's hopeful. It's opening. It's growth. It's learning. It's not about guilt, shame, bad, and wrong. That's what I want you all to get out of today. I hope you got that. I love you all so, so, so much. And I hope you move into this next week with the most responsibility that you can find. I look forward to hearing all of the ways in which you guys have found new ways to grow as you reach out and find your responsibility and move forward into powerful actions in your life. I look forward to hearing that, my friends, okay? I'll talk to you all next week. Until then, ciao. Hey, thank you for listening in this week. I hope you enjoyed the content of this episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow this podcast to receive the newest episodes every week as I bring them to you here on the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. Ratings, reviews, and comments are always appreciated. These allow me to know more of what my listeners would like in the podcast and allow for more people who may be searching for a podcast just like this one to find the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. If you would like more information about me and the work that I do with my clients one-on-one, then please visit my website at www.slch.ch. Again, that is www.slch.ch. You can also find me on social media on Instagram at SethLusk underscore coaching. Again, that is SethLusk underscore coaching. And on Facebook in my free Facebook group community called A Healthy Life Connection. We would love to have you in the group, and it's only three membership questions that you have to answer to join. And again, it's entirely free. And if you need any further information or just want to say hello, feel free to send me an email directly at slusk.health at slch.ch. Again, that is slusk.health at slch.ch. Thank you again so much for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Ciao.